Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is our fourth show in 2023. And since we're approaching the middle of the year here, of the civil calendar, that is, I thought we'd uh, take a look at what, again, is happening this year, sort of a review of where the planets are and uh, the meanings they hold for their life. And I, I would hope to include everything from Jupiter on out to Pluto, but I think today we'll just try to cover the, the three major planets, which are, of course, uh, Pluto and Neptune and Uranus, and, and see their influence. But I, I may make some mention of some other things here in the opening about what's currently going on and as well. So I'll do my little talk as usual and then I'll open up the airwaves and I see a number of you holding on there and uh, I'll turn to you and you may have a question about the show or some other astrological question you may want to put to me and hopefully we can talk about that or if you have a particular question about your chart or someone else's chart you can always just uh, give me that birth information date of birth and place of birth is enough but if you have time of birth then we can say so much more um and just give me your first name when i call upon you so we know who you are and i'll i'll try to make mention of what area code i'm calling on at that time so hopefully you'll be hearing me uh call you or or, or call out your your number um and and let's see so i again if you have any questions for me that you'd like for me to maybe address in a future show you could always email me at my email address, which is my name, Bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. And you can certainly find and contact me on various social media platforms. And my phone number is out there, too, and you can always call and leave a, a message if you don't reach me. Uh, and I do have office hours basically Monday through Saturday. Uh, from 10 to 5 and see clients during the whole week and just take Sundays off here, except when I'm doing a radio show like today. Um, uh, and and so uh, what I would want to also mention is that there are a couple of things that are happening out there that are significant beyond what I'm going to cover today. Um, one of those would be that um, we're, we're coming up on in July uh, an interesting phenomena. It happens, you know, irregularly, not on a regular basis, but not as often as a Mercury retrograde, but we're coming to a Venus retrograde that will start on July 22nd, uh, near the end of Leo, uh, and continue for the 40 days, which is typical for Mer Venus retrograde, uh, till September the 3rd. Um, so that's something we can all look forward to. And again, I consider retrogrades to be opportunities wherein we're allowed to turn back and look within and reconsider the questions posed to us by that planet that's retrograding and, of course, where it's in our chart, uh, what it may be contacting, but its basic meaning is whatever that planet is, and it's Venus, the planet of value, beauty, and love in the sign of Leo, the sign of creativity and leadership. Uh, and um, so those would be questions that will be stirred up by this, this retrograde motion for those 40 days. Um, 
And then another very interesting thing that's happening now, we had the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction back at the end of 2020, uh, which was the beginning of a new permutation in the Jupiter-Saturn cycling. Every 200 years, they, they line up in a series of alignments of conjunctions every 20 years in the same element. And for the last couple of hundred years, since the late or early 1800s, uh, they've been they have been lining up in the in a, in Earth signs in in Taurus or Virgo or Capricorn, and they shifted their alignment at at the end of the year of 2020 in December, and they they made their first alignment now in Air signs, which they will do now for the next 200 years, um, and and what is interesting is look at the Jupiter Saturn cycle is this cycling between growth and expansion and meaningfulness that's Jupiter and reality and structure and security, uh, Saturn. And they're just now about forming up their perfect sextile to one another, Jupiter moving now through Taurus and Saturn now moving through Pisces. And so we're coming to a moment of sort of a, a special moment in the cycle of 20 years of Jupiter and Saturn that sort of refers back to that input or new moon, if you will, at the end of 2020. And it sort of says we're at a sort of a, a moment we need to look at this relationship again in our life between the means by which we grow and expand and the means by which we maintain security and stability in our lives and hold these things together. Um, so, so we can consider that too, but uh, we can maybe hold that off for another day and, and uh, go into more detail about that when I talk about Jupiter and Saturn at length. So I thought today... It would be useful since the, the bigger drivers uh, for me and for most people are these outer planetary motions. They, they are sort of the long wave phenomena of what is influencing the world and history. And though they don't make things happen, they definitely help to shape what is happening. But we're making the things happen. So I thought as we approach the middle of our this civil calendar year in July, but remember, for us who follow the stars, we, we would mark this moment as having reached only one quarter of our astrological year. I, I thought it would be helpful uh, to refresh our understanding of the various planetary influences and their messages for us this year. Um, as I have noted, uh, the orbits of the planets around our stars, what I like to call the dance of the planets, uh, with their hierarchical and unfolding patterns and their intersections with one another, what we astrologers call aspects, uh, provide us with a very rich source for the meanings and contexts of what shapes our lives. And they can shine a light of some greater or lesser illumination upon the unfoldment or timing of the significant phases in our human journey here upon the earth. Now, I will always stress that the planetary placements and motions do not make any particular event or circumstance happen. Similar alignments and patterns were taking place thousands, tens of thousands, and certainly millions of years ago. It is not possible for us to understand what, might have, what that might have meant to the various life forms living on Earth long, long ago. All we can do is bring to bear our human consciousness, our type of awareness and understanding of ourselves and of the worlds around us. And as we observe this dance of the planets, as we have for many, many thousands of years, marveled at the beauty of the stars above, we are able to see if what occurs above forms a correspondence with what happens below. 
by this awareness of our relationship with our fellow celestial companions, we may hopefully gain a greater understanding and perhaps even some wisdom that comes from this inspiration by these greater beings who, who with we, whom we travel around our star. And to recognize and find significance, meaning, and guidance for our human lives as we create our story and dance with one another here on Earth. So, as we have done before, let us begin with the outermost and most significant influencers. And I would argue that these influencers, as being much more important than those featured on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, let us consider these great companions in our human journey through the stars. And by that I mean let us review the messages and meanings being imparted to us by the planets Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. Though we can and do look at each of these three as having their own specific role or place in the hierarchy of astrological influences, I find it quite impossible, as you know, I find it impossible to truly understand any one of them without also considering the other two as well. For they form what we might call a triptych of meaning, as at the deepest level for me they are the avatars of the triad of spirit, so that Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus are the will, love, and mind of the one. Their journey through the signs and their series of aspects that they form with one another create this most fundamental song of spirit for our solar system and equally for us humans here upon the earth. So for our purposes today, let us begin with Pluto and its cycle of meaning for us now. During 2023, Pluto is beginning to move from Capricorn into Aquarius. In fact, this last week, it just retrograded back into Capricorn and will be there now till early January 2024. But this move in Aquarius is heralding a new period of Pluto's influence for our world. During Pluto's time in Capricorn since 2008, and that it continues, as I said, through parts of this year too, we have witnessed the breaking down of the institutional order that was founded in the latter part of the 1700s and first half of the 1800s. That is when Pluto was moving from Aquari through Aquarius from 1778 to 1798, and then Pisces from 1798 to 1853, and finally into Aries from 1823 to 1853. That means what we are experiencing from 2023 to 2044 is that it should carry, should carry or have some of the same meaningfulness, hold some of the same messages, and offer some of the same opportunities and challenges as our ancestors faced from 1778 to 1798, which is when Pluto then is now focused its alchemical influence through the lens of the meanings held by the sign of Aquarius. What might that be? The heart of Aquarius concerns the very nature of our hopes and dreams, which are forged and formed by the quintessential quality of our very nature in being human that we are made human by the nature, quality, and type of our families, our fellowships, and our communities, by the type of social constructs we form to meet our needs for ourselves and for one another, 
and that we are the very means for our individual and collective self-fulfillment. What is at the heart of Aquarius is the future of who and what we will be. What kind of future are we making? What will our children's children's lives be like? What kind of world will they have because of what we did and how we did it? Since 2008, the institutional structures of the world have been warped and bent by their own internal contradictions as well as by the external pressures brought about through historical changes. Many institutions met this moment and were found to be deficient or failed. Some were tested and held to their intent and purpose, but they were changed and they're still changing. But around the world, humans have wondered why, why now does it seem like the world, my world is falling apart? The answer, quite simply put, is this. We are experiencing this because it is time, as it also was in the 1700s and the 1500s, and times before and times to come. That is because no structure or system can remain for all time when the whole purpose behind creation, embedded in the very nature of spirit, that all of life is driven by the fundamental imperative, which is to be and to become, to move from one form of realization and then into another. The institutions forged in the late 1700s and 1800s, these forms of meeting our needs were made to meet the needs of humanity at that time. But we have changed. Our dreams have changed and the assistance we have to meet our needs must change too. What Pluto in Aquarius will show us is that it's not just the form that was wrong. It was not merely a problem with the systems or structures because they did in fact solve the challenges at their founding. But this is also true. Those very solutions equally created the very problems and crises we now face. The real question we need to face now is what is the dream of humanity? What will be at the heart of our dream for a good life? What will form those dreams of that future good life is most certainly being shaped by our newly rediscovered understanding that all of life, that all of creation on earth, here on earth, is interdependent and precious, that the greatest richness of this planet is life itself and we should be all for one and one for all yes humans but for all of life as well what became the mantra for our so-called modern world was the purpose of life was having more of more leading to endless consumption as an economic way of being and that has led to the widespread destruction of the hierarchies of life to meet our wants. This path of wanton destruction has finally been met with the incontrovertible truth, which is that we can now see that there is a finite nature of what the earth and all her life forms can sustainably continue to support so that we may, in fact, survive and actually thrive. We need less quantities in our life 
and more meaningful qualities of living with all of life. Pluto will bring every time to every realm is transformation as it holds the driver of creation, which is alchemy, which we know and experience as the great cycling of birth, death, rebirth. But Neptune is also part of the story, and it's been offering another song in the chorus of spirit to guide our steps in this time of change, too. Since 2011 and continuing until 2026, we have been inspired and confused. We have experienced illuminations as the veils between worlds thins and equally found ourselves stumbling into shadows and fears. And all of this has been heralded by the passage of Neptune through the sign of Pisces. The boundaries between the realms of creation, from the densest of physical planes on up to the most ethereal realms of consciousness and spiritual inspirations, have become more tenuous, and great visions and troubling delusions have been thrown into our understanding of our world. We have watched and wondered as our paradigms of belief have been warped and broken, as our boundaries between truth and fantasy, between what is fact and fiction have dissolved, and we have become untethered from our former certainties in faith or science. We find ourselves in a time in which it seems that anything may be true, and yet nothing is what it seems. As Yeats famously observed, as world events seem to unravel and plunge us into ever greater clouds of despair and fears, we humans seem to divide between the best who lack all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity. We can look to other times when Neptune was in the sign of Pisces to gain some insight as to how we might understand the opportunities and dangers for us now. Two of Neptune's previous passages might provide us with some insight. The time most like our own was from 1521 to 1535, as it was also a time with Pluto and Capricorn. I have described that period as being much like ours, as an end of an age, where the institutional order was breaking down and the ideological realms were dissolving as well, where both the realms secular and sectarian, sectarian were coming undone, where civil society and the ideas that were supported it were rent asunder, so that the civil and religious orders clashed over the realms of church and state, and a struggle between collective beliefs and individual conscience prevailed. More recently, Neptune was in Pisces from 1848 to 1862, and around the world, and in Europe, and in Asia, and certainly here in the USA, the understanding of what it means to be human, of how we should guide our relationships with our fellow humans, whatever their origins, whatever their beliefs, to see one another as equal or unequal, led in the USA to the existential struggle over slavery in the Civil War. The clearly defined schism between one culture and lifeway and another was brought to a climax, and we thought that the issue had been met and mastered, or at least that's what we told ourselves. Yes, Neptune is the avatar that holds our beliefs, which we share in our stories about one another. 
but the story of our struggle for justice, equality, and equity was not nearly done, not at all. In our current period, we have watched as the commonly held truths of society have again been eroded, questioned, and in some cases overwhelmed by a cacophony of half-truths, conspiratorial imaginings, and deliberate deceptions that have spread throughout the minds of so very many by the proliferation of data streams with no apparent anchoring to some central beliefs rooted in core values and spiritual truths. The very same ideals and half-truths have erupted once more, for we really did not overcome fears and we find ourselves divided once again. What Pluto holds is the spiritual truth of the enfoldment of creation as the alchemical transformation of union and rebirth. What Neptune holds is the spiritual truth of the community of belief, of our story about ourselves and our world, where we should ultimately know that there is but one spirit. And we are here for one purpose only, which is to love one another. But the third avatar of the triad of spirit, Uranus, holds for us the equally insistent spiritual drive, which is for individuality and freedom. The way I like to understand these three avatars of spirit is that we are all upon the path of awakening in which we are learning to live within our centered wills, formed by our unconditional love and guided by our ever freer minds. From 2018 to 2026, Uranus for us now is moving to the sign of Taurus, which we understand as the vessel of value, the holder of why, what, and how we form our world of values. We can again have some perspective or understanding of what our period is asking of us by looking at the previous times of Uranus and Taurus, which were 1768 to 1775, and 1851 to 1859, and 1935 to 1942. The passage in the 1700s manifested in a mounting clash of ideas over the value of authoritarian monarchical rule versus the cause of liberty and self-representation leading up to the beginning of our Revolutionary War in 1775. The period of the 1850s marked the time of our great struggle over the value of our conception of whether humans are equal or not, as the slaveholding states struggled with the non-slave states as to whether future states would be admitted to the Union as slave or free, with that question being answered by our civil war. The mid-1930s to the early 1940s saw the struggle over whether, after the failure of unregulated, unrestrained capitalism leading to the Great Depression, how much of a role the government should play in providing for the common welfare of our common values, as the USA found a middle path between the ideologies of fascism and communism. In the present Uranus passage in Taurus, 
our, our, the struggle over values continues as we find that the end of the struggle between capitalism and communism, between the East and the West, that the West supposedly won, has led to a world where the proliferation of more wants and the production of more goods and more wants and more goods has led to the worldwide destruction of life forms and ecosystems on the planet. We have made a world where the value that has only quantity as a quality is destroying all the other values of life on the planet, and we find a lack of meaningfulness in our lives. So it would seem that we are from Uranus having to reassess our values once more, and from Neptune to reconsider our relationship to our fellow humans and to all life forms as being part of the greater community of spirit, while Pluto, in combination with these other two of the triad of spirit, will once again bring about a struggle over what our hopes and dreams will be now for the future world we are creating for our descendants. Will they honor us or will they not? Though we may at times feel that these challenges and questions posed to us, the very existential struggles we find ourselves troubled by are overwhelming and unsolvable, we must remember that the way the world is today, that is of our own making. Our ancestors long ago, and we in this present day, have made and are making choices that have created these challenges. And therein lies our hope. We can change. We must be the change. The future for ourselves and for all life forms on this planet depends upon us. Let us meet this moment we made with courage, with love, and with the faith that comes from understanding that we have within us the means to make a better world for one and for all. Okay. Um, I'm uh, going to catch my breath for a second here, as I need to do, uh, and also have a sip of tea, which I like to do and keep forgetting to do when I'm talking. But that's okay. Um, I'm okay. Um, I just want to see now, look at, look at the panel here and see everybody who's been holding on. And I'm going to get my computer ready with the astrology program. And let's see. Um, so as again, I, as I mentioned before, um, uh, I'm going to call upon you and, and mention the area code that I'm calling, uh, activating, uh, and, and, the, and you, the caller, can then give me your first name or whatever, and then your question or co comment or whatever you wish to do, and we'll take it from there. So I'm going to be calling on someone right now from area code 805. Uh, you're on with Bill. Hello. Oh, hi, Bill. This is Donna in California. How are you? I'm fine, Donna. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I wanted to tell you, I had a, somewhat of an epiphany about six weeks ago. I went to the ocean. It was all gray, and you couldn't walk because it was a high tide and big boulders, and it was windy.
me. It was such joy and peace, and I just wanted to stay there forever because the feeling I was getting was was so wonderful. And then, sure enough, last Sunday I won twenty five thousand. Oh, what you won twenty five thousand? Well, yeah, in a that, raffle. That may be. In a yeah, that that that. that so that that's certainly a bountiful moment, I would say. I guess I, you're, I guess you're playing some sort of lottery or something. <laughs> yeah, it was in a raffle. I got, I won the raffle. Yeah, so it's good. My goodness! So that was that was here. So uh, where are we now? I, I always forget. I'm time traveling. We're in June. Uh, and when did this happen for you? About six weeks ago. So that would take us back to May. But I won the money. Right. I won the money last Sunday. Last Sunday, I won the money. Okay. Well, what? A week what ago. Now this is. There's no. There's no cause and effect, as I keep on pointing out in astrology, and then of course the universe keeps on reminding oh. me. Well, there is. There is some cause and effect going on here. Um, we have to remember that you're a Taurus, as you know. Uh, and indeed, uh, the planet I didn't talk about today, Jupiter, um, gets around the solar system in about 12 years and goes through each sign one per year. This is the year Jupiter moved into Taurus, and that means it brings its blessings to everybody. Well, everybody, wherever you have Taurus in your chart, but to Taurus yes, in particular. And you had Jupiter on your sun exactly on May 26th. Which would wow. be that typically astrologers would say, if you're going to play a lottery, if you're going to go gamble, not that I would ever advise people to do that. Um, uh, my brother always wants to know when, when to do that. I, I, I ignore it. <laughs> but, still, but still, certainly they would say, oh, my God, the luck, the luck is on you from late May into early June. Okay? Okay. So there, there you go. Um, so good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Anything else going on? Well, um, I'd like to go traveling, and um, I am going to Idaho in October for my my nephew's wedding. So I'm looking forward to that with the whole family being there. And um, yeah. I'd like to meet someone. I still haven't met my partner, you know, my male partner. Oh. Like right, to, right. Like well, you know, I mean, someone. I don't want to travel alone. Okay. Well, um, you know, this you you when you look at a person's chart and say what are the things that are most influencing them right now? And you know that we probably been talking about this. You've just had a progressed new moon, um, uh, which is the moon catching up to the sun in the progress chart, which happens every 29 years or so. And you have the new moon, and your moon continues to be moving to the sign of cancer, which is that sign of family and home and nurturing and caregiving. So you're in a very sensitive time in your life. Uh, family matters are at, at the front and center of your life right now. Not that they're not always there, but it's even more meaningful now. Um, and so it is a time to really listen to and follow your feelings and how you offer what you can and ask for what you need and really keep those, those connections going in terms of caring for one another. That's so important right now. Um, meanwhile, you know, the planet Venus is the planet of value and beauty and love, and it is the ruler for the sign of Taurus. Um, and that planet Uranus is also moving through Taurus now, as I mentioned just earlier. And in your chart this year, 
Uranus is coming over your Venus. Um, it will do that roughly three times usually, and it is. The first pass it's making is here in July. And then the next pass is in late September, October, into October. And then the next pass isn't until April, May of 2024. But it, it's there within a degree or two for a whole year. And again, Uranus on Venus is a very for, often a very fortunate time. Again, it implies luck. We call Jupiter the greater benefic, Venus the lesser benefic, and so it's a lucky time. But Venus, more especially, is the planet of love, of romance, of, of partnership. And so any astrologer looking at your chart this year, Donna, would say, Donna, this is the year to expect the unexpected. You're going to have meet somebody you weren't planning on it, or you go to a party and there's somebody, or you ask to go, go to some place and meet some friends, and lo and behold, there's somebody you meet up with. Um, so you can't plan it because Uranus is the unexpected, but this is a year where things will change when it comes to your relationship and love life. If you were in a relationship, it'd be a time to throw open the doors and windows and let some fresh air in and enjoy new experiences with one another. And if you're not in a relationship, often one starts. But the key in that first year of this kind of relationship that may start is to not get, not try to hold it or fix it or make it something right away. Let it just happen. Make it more friendship and enjoyment and happiness together. And then later on, settle down in more deeply in a commitment. But Uranus is all about being free to explore and enjoy one another. And um, it's a quite a delightful energy, really. So I think I, I, I would, I'm not a betting person, but I would bet <laughs> that there will be opportunities this year in your love life. Now, another interesting thing to note there is your Venus is in the ninth house which is the house of travel. It is the house of faraway places, whether they come to us because we're reading a novel or reading about history or something, or we go someplace. So it's very likely in a year like this that because you're traveling, you meet somebody, or it could be someone travels to meet you, and they're, they're from far away also. So something like that is in play this year in your life. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Wow, great. Thank you so much. No, no, that's it's it's I mean I it's clear and again you can see that wow, look at this look look at this lucky stroke I have. Well that's that's something that continues during the year. So just enjoy that. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Be well. Bye bye. Oh, that was wonderful. Okay, let's uh Here's the next person, I think, in the list of people, because, again, it gets shuffled around here when people come in. I don't know why it does that. But I'm calling on someone from area code 917. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, this is Ashiel from New York. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing? Okay, good. What can I do for you? Um, Just what's coming up for me, you know, whether it's my career or my love life. I'm okay. on my chart, right? Oh, I do. I think um, August second, nineteen sixty-nine. Is that the person yeah. I'm talking to? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so um, actually, the, there there is um, just like that previous caller. I didn't mention this. Their moon is moving through Cancer, 
but in their 10th house of their path and purpose and destiny, you also have your moon. And it's been there for about a year now, just over a year, and has another good year plus to go. Your moon is at the top of your chart going through your house of destiny. So this is most certainly a time where you would be looking at back at where you've come from, looking at where you've arrived, and considering the way ahead for yourself right now. And so some people are getting confirmation that they're on the right path and they just things are opening up for them and they're continuing, or they reach a moment, they look around and say, well, this is great, but I think that looks better over there, and they pivot or move to something else. So it's either you're confirming the path you're on, you're pivoting and moving in a different direction, but again, it's something you're doing with the awareness that I'm moving to something better, or you're ending something and beginning something at this time. So you're definitely at a what we call in astrology a climactic moment, because not only is the moon up here, but Saturn has joined it in that house as well. So, Ashiel, this is this is a time where it's 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 a destiny time, a time when I'm dealing with my path and where I've come from and where I've arrived and where I go from here. Um, so big big decisions are held, and it's all about what's the responsible thing to do. And what's also most fulfilling, what's the greater path for me now in terms of self-fulfillment is something that I'm also weighing very carefully right now. Now, there are things that help us or challenge us with all that. Um, this is a very spiritual and romantic time for you because Neptune's lining up with your Neptune. So it's a time when you're focusing on the dreams of your life. Um, and, and it's a year where your mind is really being stirred up and stimulated because the planet, Mercury, uh, plan, your, the planet Mercury in your chart, the planet of the mind, the planet Uranus is going back and forth over that and making contact with that, which stirs up the mind and makes it more exciting and excitable and insightful and creative. But it can also lead to a lot of nervousness. So you got to make sure you don't get too wound up. But it is definitely stimulating to thoughts and ideas and creativity with the mind. And then third, Saturn this year, as it marched into your 10th house, um, it equally then lined up with the planet Mars in your chart. And that says this is the year where, along with everything else, everything else I've said, this is the year where you will face a test in terms of patience. You will be trying to go someplace or do something, but run into delays and obstacles and the lesson is to stop and think about, do I really need to go there? Is this the goal? Or maybe I should re change direction a little bit. Or if that's the goal and it's a good goal and I've got to get there, obviously I'm not getting there easily this way. Maybe I should find a different way to reach that goal. So the lesson is patience. You need to work on your relaxation techniques because when we get stressed out, well, things don't go well. Um, so you have to be have control over yourself, you know, self-control, uh, and know that I'm aiming towards something, I'm going towards something. The question, is it the right direction? And is, the, and is this the right way to get there? Those are the questions that the universe is asking you to consider at this time. So there's some really nice stuff happening here. But that last thing I just spoke of can make for some people, they feel that even though there are good things happening, I'm faced with these delays and frustrations. That would have been, that sense of frustration and delay would have been strongest right there in the month of April to early May. 
and then it's coming back because Saturn's turning retrograde, did turn retrograde on the 17th here. Um, we'll come back over your Mars at the end of July, beginning of August. So it's another time to watch patients and have forbearance and find ways around the obstacle or just wait it out. And then it won't, then you'll be at a long period where it won't be around, but it'll come back once more um, in January of 2024. So that's the one sort of warning for the year. Be patient. Um, don't rush things. Don't force things. Find a smart way around the obstacle or maybe choose a different direction. Okay? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Okay. Been, well, good. I've been already well, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, good. It's your chart. You should be. <laughs> I, I usually don't know what I'm talking about, but everybody who I'm talking to, they're plugging it into what's really going on in their life. They go, oh, yeah, that is the theme or the energy I'm encountering, and this sort of gives me a sense of what it's, what it's for and about. But, um, but I would have to say that, you know, you're, no matter how I look at your chart, with both the inner measure of time, the progress moon, and the outer measure of time, the transiting of Saturn, are both in your 10th house of your your public life your professional life your your public stance in the community um you're at a moment where you're looking at everything you've done for the last 15 years and now you're reaping what you've sown and and some of it's great maybe a lot of it's great but there's also the realization oh but i could have done this or i should have been there i mean it's, it's never, nothing's ever yep, all one exactly. thing or another and so yep. i'm grateful for what i have but i'm also considering Okay, then what do I do now? Where do I go from here? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring out. That's what I'm going through right now. Yeah, I'm glad I called. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, good. Well, then the, the the thing to consider at any Appreciate stage of life, but especially when you've been working on something for like like you say for 15 years or more, is that I want to make sure that what I'm doing is yes. I measure it, and others around me measure it as a means towards my success. I'm being successful but I equally want it to be my own true self-fulfillment. I don't want to just get awarded in prizes and money and fame and wealth, but it's not who I am. I want to, I want to love what I am and love what I'm doing and be successful. <laughs> so no, so make sure that, that's, that, that that's part of the, the That's exactly where I am. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. You know, it's, it's, and so just just keep that in mind and you'll do okay. All right? Sounds good. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Great. Great to talk to you. I'll talk to you again later. Okay. Bye for right. now. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, all right. And here's, I think, the next person who was in the line. But let's see. Um, area code 305. I think I know who and this it's, is. Hello. It, Hello. Yes, you do. Hi, it, it's Deanna, <laughs> and I, Deanna, I, and I, I want to talk to you, but we're, I, have, I have an appointment with you coming up, so I don't want to take uh, all the time that other people have, you know, their hopes sure. to have their question answered. Sure. Just say a prayer sure. for me for tonight. Say, say a prayer for you tonight? Oh, uh, what's, what, what's happening tonight? Um, uh, uh, in about two hours, again, I'm dealing with Apple, a new phone that is going bad, and it's the only thing I rely upon. Ooh, so I'm going to talk to okay. them again at five four thirty. So okay, I hope it goes well. 
Okay, gee, I do too. I mean, sometimes you know, eventually, our, everything, everything in the in this on this side of the veil is mortal, and especially our phones and other technologies we've made. And if it's not working or functioning well for you, maybe it's time to, you know, not not necessarily buy a new phone. There are lots of aftermarket phones you can get for a much reduced price. I mean, I bought my last one. I didn't buy a new phone. I bought a phone that was several years older in, in terms of a model, and it's a great phone. I, I mean, why pay full price? Ago. It's a oh, you bought it a month phone. ago. Well, then, then that's then there's something wrong. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Okay. Well, so, I will I will be you. thinking of you, and a good luck with tech support. And they certainly should stand behind their product if it's only a very very recently purchased item. So good luck with tech support. Okay. Thank you very much, and happy Father's Day, for or happy that's, Man's Day. You know, happy Men's Day to everyone. Right. Right. And there, there you go. Good. Thank you. Okay. And I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Okay. Good. Okay. That was fun. Um, sorry to hear about technology problems. Oh, my God. But we made the technology, and we are not perfect either. So that's what I always say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's hear who this is. Um, 808 is the area code. Who am I speaking with? Hello? <laughs> Yay, it's me, Bill. Oh, me, I think I know that voice. <laughs> I think it's Sandra. Yeah, I recognize the voice. Hi there. How are you? Uh, happy Father's Day. I know, thank you. like, well, I'm I mean, for all the fathers, I give, we give thanks. So yeah. Thank yeah. you to your fathers and all your fathers and mine that helped create yeah. you. And I'm just so yeah. thankful for you. And so, and I thank you for your message today. And this is my thing I want to know. This is what I wrote down when you were talking. What can okay. I do to help in creating change in me and for all to help the world be the best, like heaven on earth? Okay. Um Boy, that's a that's a good speech? question. I, yeah, and again, I guess I, I I always start right immediately with our own disposition and nature, um, because we're all we're all just energy forms. The most dense and physical is the physical body, but we're just energy forms, right? And we are through those energy forms, we're radiating out energy and influencing our immediate, but also far flung environments are affected by how we hold ourselves how we act in the world, the thoughts we think, the way we speak, all these things are influencing the world as it is. So I want to, you know, as much as I can hold myself with, in a good, good, uh, good sense of being, a good well-being, um, and loving thoughts or kind thoughts or at least neutral. Um, and then in terms of actions I take to be mindful about Am I accomplishing meeting my needs in the in the best way possible, doing the less harm to myself or others and to the planet? And what could I do to to move move that along where I am not contributing over much to the problem, being but being part of the solution? We we know the real solutions will come from the ground up with people making better choices, but also from the top down, because we need the the ways in which we create our power and grow our food and clothe our bodies and meet all our needs for housing and, and transportation, all of it has to rapidly change to a system which is not imperiling the planet. And so we can't make all that happen, but we can do 
make choices. Like I'm going to more often than not walk as opposed to take a car someplace if I can do that. Like I do that in the city. I don't have a car anymore and I walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if I don't walk, I take mass transportation. But that's something I can do in a city. Um, And occasionally when I need a car, I rent a car. But it's very rarely. And so that's a lower carbon footprint, right? So (laughs) the idea is we can't, we need to think about what we do with our, our, what we're consuming, how we're disposing of our waste, all these things. Um, so it, it's not one thing. It's a whole, you know, um, environmental consideration on all the levels of how I can be, be becoming part of the solution. And, then, and, of course, then with all the people I know, encouraging them likewise to and how they conduct themselves and how they meet their needs and the needs of others to do it with, you know, with wisdom and with and being being having a sense of conservation of the world's resources. I'll never forget when I was a young boy and my father took us overseas to meet the family, which were in England, and I met my oh. my, my 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 aunt, who was this amazing scientist, British scientist. But I watched her make a meal for us. And then I saw parts of that meal appearing for the next several days in various forms and other meals. Nothing was ever thrown away. Tinfoil was constantly being reused. There was no waste whatsoever because she grew up in the Depression and the, great, and the wars. And so they were used to like everything should be used to a, as much as it can be till it's finally just certainly it's now it's waste. Um, that impressed me because that's not what I was experiencing growing up as a child. <laughs> You know, in America, where we were, you know, not so concerned about, you know, oh, just throw that away, as opposed to thinking about what we can do with that thing we consider now to be not valuable. So, so just, it's a matter of just changing our awareness of how we interact with certainly one another, and with our environment, thinking about that all life depends on all other lives. And we seemingly, we like to think of ourselves at the top of this pyramid of life on this planet. We depend, we certainly very much depend on all the other life forms making our lives possible from plankton in the sea, creating the oxygen and the trees and all these other, you know, plant forms. And then all these animal forms that all this great hierarchy of life interdependent and influencing one another to create a, viable biosystem, ecosystem, biosystem, and we are so damaging that and have damaged that so mm-hmm. radically over these last many years. I, I remember when, when I was in a car driving up to the Adirondack Mountains where I like to go and climb, and back in the day I'd drive up 10, 15 years ago, and every time I stopped for gasoline, you know, to get gasoline for the car, I'd have to spend five minutes wiping all the bugs off the windshield because there were so many bugs, right? And and now when I drive up the last couple of years, I never have to clean my windshield. There are no bugs, and that's a bad thing. That's bad. (laughs) That's a really bad thing. And 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 that's the thing we we're we're like that that animal in the pot, whether it's a frog or whatever, and the water's slowly boiling and we just keep, a, we get, keep getting used to the temperature rising and don't notice mm-hmm. that things are really not the way they were. And we're, we're, the world is changing so fast that all these different ecosystems and life forms can't adapt or move fast enough to the new ecosystem, to, the, to where they are habitually acclimated to live 
we're, we're just changing it so quickly. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing how powerful we are uh, in that sense. It's also we're incredibly stupid <laughs> because, you know, we're, we're conducting an experiment that we're in the main, you know, beneficiaries, but also the main uh, victims of. Um, and mm-hmm. we, we, have, we have many of us, most of us have woken up to that fact. We all want to do something about it. We do not want to leave a worse word world to the children that are coming along after us. But that's what's going to happen. That's baked in if we don't radically change our ways right now. Um, and so the good, news is, the good news is we did this, right? It's not an asteroid. It's not the volcanoes blowing up and changing the environment and the earth. We, a life form, changed the earth and are changing it radically. Now, other life forms, and we know in previous millions of years ago, life forms emerged that actually created the oxygen that's in this atmosphere that we now breathe. So there have been major changes formed by other life forms. But the kind of change we're creating here and the speed in which we're changing it and how it's affecting all other life forms so radically, I don't think that's ever happened on this planet, you know, um, to my knowledge. But what do I know? <laughs> but still, I have to deal with what we have here today. What we have here today, we should all be running around with our, with our, with our hair on fire. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's no time to waste. It's that serious. There's no time left. Yeah. It's that serious. Yeah, I remember yeah. the first birthday. Mm-hmm. I was a kid, and I was in high school, I guess. It was 1969, and we all went around, took the day off or a Saturday or whatever it was, and we all went around picking up all the garbage in the neighborhood and, and, doing, and thinking about conservation and whatever. We were, we were aware of it back then, but in, wow. such, in not such an integrated way. We didn't see the full extent of how things were unfolding and changing but we certainly can see in the last 10 or 15 years or more oh my god this is not the world i grew up in um no and i don't care what people say this is not normal <laughs> this, no. uh yeah well here in new york i mean we were we, we, we've been looking for the last couple of years at all the storms whether torrential rains or fires and floods and earthquakes in California and going, wow, living in California. And then, of course, this last, what, a week ago here in New York, we had orange skies. The air was so hazardous to your health. We were told no one should go out in this air. And it was the fires in Canada bringing the smoke to us. There's there's no escaping this. The climate change is everywhere. That's so frightening, too, to be in the middle of that. Yeah. Well, no. And again, That's one of we the just reasons. have to accept it. Yeah. 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 Or like me, yeah. I I couldn't take it anymore in California, and that's why I was always like had a bag packed in case I had to really escape. And then, yep. um, but in the meantime, just have all the windows closed and just be scared of breathing all that air. And but that was I one know. of my main yeah. reasons for moving to Hawaii because I never heard of that over here. And I was like, getting away, I escaped. <laughs> but, yeah, I, well, I did well, a reading for myself the other day, and it said, take action now, like, was, was my message. And I was like, I just wondered what you thought. Like, I just am always thinking of that. How, what else can I do? I'm very passionate well, about well, it, of what I can do well, to yeah, make yeah, a change. That, that's all we can do. Just keep being mindful. Yeah. 
and and keep yeah. asking for inspiration or guidance and in the littlest ways yeah. spirit always reaches out to us it's a chance we hear somebody on the radio we hear what read an article and we go well that's a good idea and so you just yeah. be open to it and be okay. open to changing patterns that that make for a less impact on the world around right. you and encourage your right. friends and loved ones to do the same and that's, that's what we can thing do is changing we, patterns changing perspective everything we got to yep. make those yep. changes. We got to be open and willing okay. and do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I love you, yeah, Bill. I agree. I love yeah. you too. Let me let me get to one more you. person in here before the show ends. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say goodbye to you, yeah. but I'm good talking to you. Okay. okay? All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. I'm. I think we got time at least for one more. So I'm gonna call on somebody here. It's a six four six area code. Uh, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Uh, hi, Bill. Hello? My name is Stacy. Hi, Bill. My name is Stacy. How are you? Oh, oh, I'm fine, Stacy. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Have you have you called before? No, this is my first time actually listening to your show. This is the first time. Oh, great! I've oh, great! In. Wonderful. Well, what can I, what can I do for you? Just wanted to know um, what would it be a good time to submit some uh, documents. Okay, and what, what are the documents? Well, first, um, let me get your birth information. So your name's Stacy. What's your birth date? It's 81280. Eight, uh, August 12, 1980? Yes. Right. Okay, and do you know what time you're born? 215. 215, is that a.m. or p.m.? Um, I believe it's p.m. Okay. And what city or town were you born in? I was born in Freeport, Long Island. Freeport. I know Freeport. <laughs> okay. Good. Huh? I do. Sure. Yeah, I grew up on Long Island, so I know that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Stacy, there you are, August 12, 1980, 2.15 p.m., which makes you a Leo, as you know, with your moon in the next sign of Virgo. And then you have the sign of Scorpio rising, um, given the time of birth we're using here. So does that all sound familiar or ring true to you? Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. So you're looking to know or have an understanding of when it might be a better time to submit some documents, right? Is that mm-hmm. what the question is? And 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 is there a particular kind of document we're talking about here? Is this a it, does it concern certain uh, what uh, part of your life does it concern the document or documents? You know, it's for an upcoming court case, so I'm just trying to see when is a good time to do it. You know, when people are in a good mood and everything, everything is going well. Okay, so that they that they would be receptive to them, or that you're just you just looks like a good time for you to do it. Okay, so. Let yes, me just and see. Be receptive to it, both ways. Okay, okay. So let me let me just go to. We're in June now, so I'm not gonna look back. Let's look ahead. Uh, today is the um, the 18th. Um, so let's see what's next up here. Well, are you? Um, is there a time frame you're limited to that you want to do it by a certain date? Um, how soon do you want to do this? I'm thinking more towards before the end of the month. Before the end of June, okay. Um, yeah, the end of June, yes. 
Okay. Um, oh, that then I need to get more detail because I'm looking oh, at the big the first because you week have in July. Okay. Um, yeah, do you have a really? I mean, let's see. Let me look at the calendar because obviously, you're, if you, I know, think you could. Depends on who you're submitting this to. I don't know if you could submit something to somebody on July 4th, that Tuesday, um, because that is the day that Jupiter is lining up, lining up with the midheaven of your chart, which is a very favorable, a very favorable transit. But it really is building in from the end of the end of June, and just climaxes on July the 4th. So, okay, part of me would say. If we're looking to, I'm not sure when we're, we're celebrating the holiday, it's July 4th, probably means they're going to have the third off too for many people. I'm not sure. You might be fine then doing this on June the 30th. Um, okay. If you can do it on the 3rd or the 4th or the 5th, which, which would be the day after this, it's still in effect, but... Jupiter lining up with the midheaven of a chart, which is only in this way twice in a 12-year period, is quite favorable. Okay. okay I'm going to pop Jupiter's the greater benefic. It rules growth and expansion. Jupiter rules your second house of your values and resources and, and money and income. Jupiter's in your sixth house of work. And here it's trying the 10th house of the career, but also the house of authorities and institutions. So... If you're dealing with some kind of career matter or, or other matter to deal with dealing with institu- institutional structures or authorities, you're very favored then to make the submission there at the very end of June or first days of July. Okay. I'm going to go okay. with the July probably. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. okay good. All right. Well, that was back. good. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good luck. Okay. I'll talk to you again. All right. You there, Stacy? I don't know if she's there. Oh, I think she went. Okay. All right. Well, that's it then. Oh, I see. Maybe there's somebody else here. Let me see if I can just see who this is and at least say hello to you. Um, it's area code 856. Uh, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi. How are you? It's Rose Maria. Rose Maria? Yes. Okay. Have you called before, Rose Marie? I'm not sure if I did. Probably a while ago. Okay. Okay. Um, and and what can I do for you? Um, I just have a quick question. I'm uh, uh, say again. I'm being on two things. Um, not a friend because I just came back from a trip and not responding or. Doing anything for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, about it's okay. And, and I'm not sure if I should just go for it because he's not doing nothing about it. So I don't know if he's trying to get a relationship out of it before I do uh-huh. it or if I should do the paperwork and grab it and do what I got to do for my property <laughs> that he's living okay. in. Okay. Now, did you go? Did you give me? I don't see a Rosemary in my database here, so I don't think I have you here. Okay. Um, so can you? Can I? Can I get? Um, let me just put your name in. It's Rosemary, right? You're saying, or Rosemary? Hello. 
Rosemarie or, or Rosemary? Right, yeah, it's a Rosemary or Rosemary. I, I wasn't clear. Was it Rosemary or uh, Rosemary? Uh, Rosemaria. Rosemaria. Okay. Um, and um, what's your birthday? Twelve thirty-one seventy-four. And that's what okay. he actually called me to, Rosemary, <laughs> for short. Okay. And and do you know what time you're born? Uh, 7.30 in the morning. A.M. And where were you born? What city? Uh, Camden, New Jersey. Camden, okay. New Jersey, okay. All right. And, again, what is the question you're asking? It's the question about... Um, I just went overseas. I just came back three weeks ago, and I told them before I went I need my paperwork for the house and proper and business. And he didn't do it. And he didn't let me into the house, so he didn't communicate with me that much. So he didn't do nothing, uh-huh. <laughs> basically. Um, okay. If he saw me. He saw me. And if I should just go for it and get my paperwork done to retrieve the house and the business and all that happy stuff, or is he trying to get a relationship later on? So I'm not sure what to do or just go for the paperwork and screw it, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, um, well, I'm not clear, but uh, let me see if I can see what's going on in your chart, and maybe you'll, you'll be able to, to weave that into what you're dealing with. Um, Right now, your progressed moon, that's that inner measure of time, is marching through your fourth house, which is the house of home and family and real estate, meaning that right now in your life, you're dealing with how secure or insecure I feel and how good my, my home situation is or my living situation is in my life right now. Now, things have just recently changed there because that planet Jupiter which is the greater benefic and does bring in very positive energies to whatever it's touching, it just moved into that fourth house of home and family and real estate in your chart here at the beginning of June, so just like 14 days ago. So you're in a very good space where your home conditions, security conditions, real estate conditions should be improving should be getting better in your life, and, and, and you have better and good fortune in that area right now. Um, as far as dealing with somebody else right now, um, you, you are under this influence that can be somewhat or very confusing in that the planet Neptune, which is the planet of illumination but also illusion, Things aren't what they seem, and they can be better than they seem, or it's just or not, and it, I can't tell. Um, I'm not, we can't tell. I'm not saying I can't tell. We can't tell what it is. You can't tell what's going on. I would say you're emotionally confused right now. And you're, that means you're getting signals, but they don't make sense. Things that feel this way, but it could be that way. And you really do need some help right now from someone who is uninvolved in whatever situation you're dealing with to sort of be able to look at it and examine it because you might be seeing through a lens that is tinted in some way, uh, which means it's either look, it may, you're making it look better than it should or making it look worse than it should, 
and you can't tell which it is. Um, so I would, I would say to anybody in your shoes right now, Rose Maria, if you're confused, then you're, you're, you're correct. It is confusing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that doesn't help you figure out what it is. It just means I, I, am I making this up? No, you're not making this up. Something confusing is going on here and I need, yeah. I need to, so I, I want to be careful that I'm not, I don't want to be the victim of a deception, but I also want to, I don't want to deceive myself that maybe something is actually okay. So I don't know what to make of it myself. Yeah, because they hit my paperwork and and he won't cough it up, if that makes sense. And before I left the same day, right. I called him to say goodbye. I called him like almost every day to pressure him to give me this paperwork before I left and and when I left, he answered the phone, and he was, like, starting to yell at me. And I'm like, dude, just say goodbye to me and be done with it and give me my, what I need. Because I'm leaving tonight. And he kept on yelling at me, cursing me out. I'm like, dude, come on. And I'm laughing at wow. him. I'm like, that means, you're, I, that means you're fucking love my ass. <laughs> right. And he well, got so even hotter. I'm like, it dude. Like it's, 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 it sounds like you're dealing with a person who's not being straightforward or honest. Um, and that means you're going to need help. Um, of whatever kind you can get, whether a friend to help you or legal help, because definitely you're dealing with something that's kind of or is sketchy, um, right? He's trying so to protect I me. Would, yeah, something happened a month prior when I got there. I'm like, yeah. dude, uh, I, I got, he goes, I got problems. I'm like, dude, everybody got problems. Like, do what you got to well, do. Well, no, we all have like, problems. We don't. We don't need more problems. We don't. We have enough problems without looking for trouble. So I would definitely say you need to clear up what's the misunderstanding, if that's possible, or get help in clearing it up. But obviously realize that um, I'm up. You're operating in a bit of a fog here, and and it's because whomever you're dealing with is perhaps not being clear or straight with you. Okay. Yeah, I know that, and he knows it, and he doesn't want to call okay. up yet. <laughs> All right. Well, well. If if it's your legal right to have what he holds or whatever it may be, then you're going to have to take that next step of enforcing your right. You know, getting a lawyer, getting a representative, and going through that process, which we don't want to do because it costs money. But whatever you need to do, if you're legally entitled to whatever this person's withholding, you have that at least on your side. Um, but when you're dealing with someone who doesn't care about the law or is you know not 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 commonly governed by normal norms of human behavior um then you're you're going to have a struggle here yeah okay yeah all right cool appreciate it okay okay you're you're very welcome okay i'll talk to you later okay all right thanks okay sure bye Okay, everybody, I'll be back hopefully in a couple of weeks for another show. Good talking with you all, and you have a great day. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.